Hey, you are now listening to the Graceway Podcast. Let's talk. Well, hello again, everybody. My name is Jeff Adams. Welcome to this podcast. It's called Let's Talk. And uh, here with Pastor Tim Dunn, as almost always. But before we get into talking today, let me just talk to you a little bit, do some housekeeping things. I just want to remind you that this is indeed a podcast. And uh, there's so many ways to listen to a podcast, so many ways to listen to Let's Talk. But uh, you can do a couple of things that will help us to help you and will also help us us to reach more people. And it's real simple. All you've got to do is subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast. In fact, you can go to uh, visitgraceway.org uh, forward slash let's talk. And right there on that site, you can directly link to Google, to Apple, to Spotify, wherever it is that you get your podcast. Go there, subscribe to it. And, and what happens is every week you're automatically going to be reminded that there's a new episode out and uh, you won't miss a thing. And the other thing that you can do to help us is leave a review please, pretty please, <laughs> let us know what we're doing and uh, what you like, what you don't like, and that will help us again to serve you better and it will also enable us to reach more people. So if you could do that, I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, appreciate it. I can't even talk now. Pastor Tim, man, it's good to see you, bro. <laughs> it's always good to see you. We are just talking before we uh, started recording how much uh, this means to both of us. Uh, as we've mentioned several times, we'd be doing this anyway with or without cameras. But uh, you're going through the entire Bible in a year. I have loved this series, and obviously, you're painting. Your phrase has been painting with a broad stroke, yeah. and uh, you did that again today as we talked about Moses and the Exodus. Yeah. So here's my question for you, because I know and you know that for somebody in the position that you have to get up and to speak for 35, 40 minutes, yeah. uh, you're only giving no more than a tenth yeah. of the research that you've done. Right. And the hardest part about preaching like that is deciding what to cut. Yeah. So my first question for you today, what, what did you I leave cut? on the cutting room floor? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I feel like I, I hit all the macro notes, but there's a lot that happened in Moses's life during exile leading up to the burning bush that I had done a bunch of reading and research on that was pretty interesting. I, I tapped on it a little bit. I, I did a good amount of research on the, the direction that Noah would have gone in exile versus the direction that he would have taken the Israelites toward, you know, what would have been the Red Sea and ultimately Sinai. I got pretty fascinated by that, just God using that uh, exilic trip as actual preparation. There's a lot that happens between Moses and Pharaoh. There's a lot in Egyptian culture. We will, we won't go too much further. You know, we'll, we'll end up at Passover next week. So I was essentially just trying to get us through uh, the first nine nine plagues and shy of that. So I think probably just a lot of nuance and stuff that's only interesting to me. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of great application in there. You just mentioned the plagues, and one of yeah. the things that you emphasized this morning is that the plagues were not for Egypt; right. they were for the Israelites. Yeah to boost their confidence. Yeah. Speak to us about that. Yeah, I, you know, you essentially have a, a hit list represented in those plagues. Um, gods, false gods, but certainly, I think, spiritual entities, a part of the kingdom of, of darkness that would have been represented in the pantheon of gods, Egyptian gods. And God 
essentially takes probably the, the top 10 most influential and defeats them for everyone to see. So, you know, you have the God of the Nile, you have the God of dust, he turns it into gnats. You have the God of the sky, he sends hail. And, uh, and, and the God of the sun, he turns the lights off in darkness. And so these, these were not random. These were very specific, uh, not to be crass about it, but kind of sniper shots. And a lot of times we think, or I've heard people say, that God is attempting to soften Pharaoh's heart, to bring him to the place. I actually don't think that that's true because, because it says that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. So it wasn't for Pharaoh and it wasn't for Egypt. Who was it for? Well, it was for the, the Hebrews were, who were being led out by Moses under the direction of Yahweh. And he's kind of introducing himself mm. as this very supreme, preeminent God who is worthy of their confidence. So I tried to make the point that, you know, getting out of Egypt as significant as it was, was at least paralleled by the confidence that he wanted them to leave with mm. after the display of power that he had shown uh, against Egypt was the world's superpower at the time, but by a mile, uh, the, the wealthiest, the most uh, advanced and they have this pantheon of gods and God, this, you know, the God of these slaves wipes them out for not only the Egyptians to see, but the Hebrews to see. And so it was a pretty dramatic uh, exercise. And I think that uh, I think it's good for us as Christians today to just see the lengths God will go to certify the trust that we put in him. Wow, that's good. Uh... One of the things that has been consistent so far in this series is you've taken us through Genesis and you've touched on the, the major biblical heroes there, beginning with uh, uh, Adam and Eve and all the way through Joseph at the end of the book. But one thing that you've done that has so impressed me is the way that you've put flesh on their bones. Yeah. But you made a statement today that I, I want to ask you about. Uh, you said that when these biblical heroes become celebrities, yeah. then what we tend to do is we make them the heroes yeah. and not God. Yeah. And so where I'm going with that, it's such a great point. And, and obviously that's why you have emphasized that humanity. But do you think that uh, we still struggle with that tendency today with the celebrities in Christendom, that we lift them up onto a pedestal and, uh, and they begin to get the spotlight and all the press instead of God? Yeah, I mean, we live in a country that you're famous for being famous. We live in a country that everybody, you know, you're 15 minutes of fame. Uh, you can have a TikTok or an Instagram or whatever uh, profile and you're an unknown. And then because you do, you know, funny dances or those kind of things, you're, you're a millionaire. And we live in a celebrity-obsessed, capital O, country. And I think it's impossible for that culture to not leak into um, our perspective on the Bible. I also think, um, I think that sometimes, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago, some of our macro theology, some of our systematic theology, dispensational and otherwise, leads us away from Jesus as being the point. I think you have to say that over and over and over again, and then illustrate it by teaching people as people and God as God. I think when you don't do that, we tend to prefer the tangible, I tend to prefer uh, this guy doing something supernatural. It makes more sense to me than this God that I can't see. I'm not sure he always hears me. So that guy did something good. I should do that, and then I'll get what he, what he gets. And that's just not true. 
It's not true in the Bible. And so I think we're obsessed with culture. I think that we have a, how do I get the most of what I want in the most efficient kind of way? So they seem to be doing good. And I think all of those lead us away from God as God, walking with God, the kind of slow agrarian application of our faith. We want, we want factory faith, you know? And so he's good. Just do it like him. He'll get what he got. Don't worry about God. It's not really, and we make all kinds of mistakes. And so I'm really trying. One, I just enjoy um, teaching these people as people. Most of them are just incredibly fascinating. But two, I'm really trying to help us get our arms around these were people who fell in love with, followed, and trusted the same God that we do. And so they aren't the hero. Well, what can we learn about their journey as we're trying to walk with, love, and trust God uh, in the same way? So I, I, I've really enjoyed that. And a lot of times I've done a lot of reading, um, you know, on the culture they would have been in. And Part of the role of being a pastor of a, a large, significant church right. is is the fact that and I, I felt it for years, I know that you do, yeah. people come up to us and treat us almost sometimes as though we were celebrities or yeah. that we were more spiritual. Yeah. What advice, Pastor Tim, can you give to keep people in positions of leadership? And this could be a teacher of a Bible study. It could be a small group leader. We, we all yeah. have that tendency. What advice can you give to keep our feet on the ground tied to reality and humility? How do, we, how do we overcome that? Not on the part of the spectators, but on the part of those that are sometimes cast into that position. Yeah, and I, I think that it is on, the responsibility is on the leader, not on, not on the congregation. Um, I, I, think, uh, I think to go out of your way to be transparent, to whenever you use illustrations, not use illustrations of your success, use illustrations of your failures. Uh, and I think the big one is, I think it's two things. One is have people in your life who aren't impressed who knew you before you were whatever, mm. whatever thing you are. So I have people in my life who, you know, when I was at smaller churches and trying to figure it out, they loved me then and they, they love me the same now and they don't, it's not a thing. Yeah. Um, I have people that I'm just Tim. Yeah. Uh, I'm not Pastor Tim. I'm not, it's not, a, it's not a grace way thing. I'm just Tim. Yeah. And, uh, and, I, and I, obviously my wife and my kids are that way, but I, you know, I, I, I have maintained those relationships. I think the other thing, and I was thinking about this the other day because I was, I was telling a story of um, one of the loneliest times that I've had here at Graceway. <laughs> and and it's, it's sort of a funny story, but it, it didn't hit me as funny at the, at the time. I was in the checkout uh, aisle at one of our local grocery stores. <clears throat> And the lady turned around, and uh, sweet lady, I, ha I hadn't met her before, and w somehow we got talking about church, and she invited me to her church, and said, you know, oh, you know, this church I go to, it's great, it's, you know, right down the road, and you would love our pastor, blah, 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 and I was like, oh, that's great, where do you go to church? And she says, I go to Graceway. <laughs> and I said, I said, oh, yeah, I've heard of that. And she goes, oh, you have? I said, yeah, I actually know your pastor. And uh, she goes, you do? And I said, yeah, I know him really well. And she goes, oh my gosh, how do you know him? And I said, I am him. <laughs> That's, that is a great story. Yeah, and she had this like, oh. And, and PJ, I'm, I am from me to you from this woman. <laughs> I didn't have a hat on. Um, I think I had sunglasses on, but I took them off whenever we got talking. No mask? No, no, this, wow. is, this is pre-COVID. Oh, okay. 
and it was one of the loneliest moments of my life. And I'm, I, you know, like I said, it's a funny story, but I, I'm dead serious. I was gobsmacked. Yeah, yeah. And she met. She was completely sincere and incredibly sweet. It, I think that I think that a lot of times guys um, they trade authentically being known for platforms because mm. mm. I don't want to feel like that. Right. And so right. I'll take the fake, which is acting like. Uh, you know me because you've heard me speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I just would always caution, especially if you speak and you're on a stage, so in our setting, myself or Pastor Brandon, um, you have to have people, people, real people, not who watch you, right. who know you, and you have to deal with loneliness, mm. not try to trade it for, yeah. you know. Um, I, I had one even today, if I'm completely honest with you, I turned a corner. And I literally had a girl goes, oh, when I turn the corner. And that should not make you feel good. Yeah, yeah. And I think if it starts to make you feel good, you should be alarmed. That, that's, a, that's a great statement. I, I had dropped my car off to be serviced a few weeks ago. Yeah. And I was talking to the uh, manager in the repair yeah. shop, yeah. filling out the forms and whatnot. Yeah. A, a guy who uh, knew me yeah. because his grandmother was one of the charter members of our church. Okay. Okay. He was just a great guy. Yeah. And, and this young mechanic comes up yeah. uh, in his 20s and whatnot, looked at me, did that number yeah. well you're yeah so, yeah, I said, yeah yeah, yeah that, that's me right and, and uh yeah. you know all of that and you know he said some kind words and well thank you very much it makes it, it makes me feel as it does you awkward oh terrible. just yeah. yeah you just feel awkward and, and he told the guy later i found out one of the car up yeah. said that's as close as i've ever gotten in my entire life to meeting a real celebrity yeah yeah and i'm like oh gosh no please <laughs> well and i think this is another that, you know, we can, we're, we're down a little bit of a rabbit hole here, but this is another reason that it's so valuable to me that you're still here. Mm. Because there's not that many people in our building that I can have that conversation with. Yeah. And when I do travel with you or I am around with you and that happens, I have never seen you feel impressed. <laughs> I really haven't. You are unmoved. And I greatly appreciate that because you can't fake that. No. You, re you, you cannot. You will watch guys catch themselves. Yeah. But you can't fake not caring. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never, never, and I've, I've seen you with all kinds of people, I've never seen you so much as flinch around that. Mm. And it has helped, it has allowed me to be free to feel as awkward as I do <laughs> about it. Um, because n I know me, man. I, I know, you know me, I know me. I'm not impressive. And that is, I'm not being self-deprecating. Neither of us are. No, um, not at all. We're just guys. And and I, I've i said and done and been and all of those things, things I deeply, deeply, deeply regret. And nobody is as surprised that I'm in the seat that I'm in as mm. me. Not mm. And not in a weird way. I'm thankful and I see God brought me here. But I just, I would always caution leaders, don't try to step over loneliness. Yeah. Um, loneliness is a real thing in leadership and mitigate loneliness with friendship, not with applause. Yeah, that's, a, that's such a great point. Thank you for the kind words. But uh, I think you really hit on a major issue. Number one, don't feed on the applause. Yeah. Uh, don't let that fuel you. Yeah. Uh, it, like you say, it should make us uncomfortable. Yeah. But I think the second thing, the, the way that you avoid that is you surround yourself yeah. with people yeah. that are 
people who know you and, right. and not impressed by you. That's right. They, they can love you yeah. and appreciate you, yeah. but they know that you're just as real as anybody else. And that isolationism, I think, comes when oh. a leader gets to a top position. We often hear the old phrase, leadership is lonely at the top. And yeah. that, that, there's, a, there's a truth to that. Yeah. So, so don't let it be. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And you reference, you know, um, you know, uh, feeling only at the top the other the other is you know traveling that's mm. that's a big i know that you've done a lot of travel and i i have to some but i i do way less than i could or maybe even should because i just have seen guys get isolated by travel yeah. yep and they're used to speaking on stages and oh pastor and clap 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 yep. Yep. and then they come back to their church and their church is less impressed than the crowd that they were just speaking to. yeah so i think another thing is um is prioritize your place yeah. This is my place. Right. And if I if I get to go speak at whatever blah blah blah, that's not my place. I'm grateful to do it. Thank you, yeah. Lord, for the exposure and the opportunity. But I got to go home. And I have a church at home that is my pri- and a family more than that, right? Uh, I have a physical family and a spiritual family, and that's my home. And I, if you are feeling like a success on the road but not at home, that should also alarm you um, to just prioritize place. And, um, uh, yeah, I think there's a million pitfalls and, you know, you obviously had to do a lot of travel and you and, and Michelle are still gladly together and all of those things. So it's not to say that that's all bad, but there's a million ways that we isolate ourselves uh, in practice and you can isolate yourself in a crowd. Yeah, you um, absolutely can. Yeah. That kind of brings us around full circle to what we started off talking about, the, the human aspects yeah, of these, yeah. these biblical characters. And you were talking this morning that uh, whether it be Moses or Joseph or any yeah. of these heroes, they were not chosen oh. for being something special. Right. They, they were chosen because, in your words, they were willing. Yeah, yeah. And it just yeah. kind of brings us back to, to let us know that any position that we have yeah. is not because we deserve it. It's right. because God had a purpose for us that's right. and we were willing to step into that purpose. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And I mean, some of them were chosen in spite of what they are. I mean, Joseph was <laughs> yeah. terrible, right? I mean, he was a punk. Jacob was a liar. Um, we don't really know anything about Abraham. And, you know, we don't really know anything about about the first thing that we actually know about Moses I mean, really, you want to boil it all down, is that he was a murderer. Yeah. You know, we don't really know anything about him. We know his position. We know how he got where he got and all of those kind of things. But the first legitimate decision we see him make is murder somebody. Yeah, which, you know, the the motive may have been, you know, somewhere in the ballpark, but murder was not the answer. (laughs) Yeah, he was upset because he saw Egyptians mistreating his people. Yeah. He was a hothead. He was a hothead. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and even, you know, you think about this is a guy with an enormous amount of power. He that was a significant error in any setting, even though he probably had the power to oversee people being killed. Mm-hmm. He did something very bad in his culture because yeah. he got exiled. Yeah. And so, you know, it's it is interesting to think this, you know, this is not a guy, um, you know, this this pure, righteous, holy. This is a this is a this is a young man, you know, probably power oriented, hothead. Uh, has some some points of uh, disrespect, anger, and you know a little bit out of control even later in the story. So, uh, pretty dynamic guy, but clearly not 
chosen by God for his morality and righteousness. Well, you just jumped right into the midst of, oh, of culture <laughs> yeah, in, right. in that time, yeah, because yeah. Uh, here is, is Moses, who had become one of the most powerful figures right. in the regional empire at right. the time, yeah. who becomes, in essence, a non-person. Yeah. For him to go from that position to becoming a shepherd yeah. in the middle of the desert, That's right. uh, he was a nobody. He was nobody. And when yeah. God finally spoke to him in a bush, yeah. he was like, who, me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and you see that whenever... You know, Jacob comes and Joseph's like, do not tell them that you, yeah, yeah. you are. Uh, so, yeah, it's just fascinating how, and it gives you an idea, right? You kind of think about how far God had to bring him down. You can maybe, obviously this is a little extra biblical, but you can, you can presume how far Noah felt he was up for to see how far God had to bring him down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's likely. I mean, the guy would have had privilege upon privilege upon privilege. He of probably course. wasn't the most humble guy. So whenever you see him meek, whenever you see him humble and willing later, that's that's not him. That's God doing things in his life to bring him to that place. God is the hero. He's the hero. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's just so important. And, and you know, we've, we've talked a lot about people in positions of leadership, but I think that you would probably say those same principles apply to anyone. Yeah. You talked about knowing purpose. Yeah. And, and then what I, and, and as a guy who works in the field of purpose, right. what I, I love what you said, that the, the answer is simply taking that next step with yeah. clarity. Yeah. It's yeah. not having a five or 10 year, 20 year plan. No. Right. It's, uh, that, that's about you and me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking about, I said, and this is true, you know, I, I've seen far more gifted people sit than the ones who got sent. And people who, if they had been willing, you can see whew, the what God could have accomplished, but they weren't willing. Yeah. And I've seen people that you think, I mean, the, the disciples were this. Really, that guy? Mm -hmm. Willing. Um, I've seen people who you think, man, I don't know. I don't know, bro. I don't know. I don't know how you're going to go over there or do that thing and make a dent. But their willingness is the thing that jumpstarts God's working in their life. And God gives them what they need through the medium of their willingness. And it's a pretty incredible thing to watch. Well, it is. And I, I love the, the way that you put it this morning that don't, don't ask why God is doing this to me yeah. because God is not doing it to you. He's yeah. doing it for you. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah, we can talk. I'd be interested in your, your take here. I was talking to a buddy of mine, and uh, I said to him, I think God put them in Egypt knowing they were going to become slaves. And he was like, bro. <laughs> and I said, look, there's no other way to look at it. He's, you know, the only, there's no other way to look at it. Um, and that is so hard for our privileged, you know, uh, Western minds to get around this idea of, you know, we have will and we have this. And, we have, and of course, all of those things are true. But I, I think it's pretty clear that they were exactly where God wanted them to be. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that creates a lot of questions. Yeah, it, it does. And as you know, I facilitate a process called a life plan, helping yeah. people to, uh, you, you said this morning, step out of your story and yeah. look for the purpose. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's exactly what I do. Yeah. You yeah. go through somebody's story, have them step out. And one of the things that I've told so many people over the years is that if you see your point of greatest pain, yeah. chances are that points to your purpose, yeah, really, points yeah. to your calling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's exactly what I hear you saying. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it, it's, it's, you and I have talked about this a lot, even on this podcast. Our, 
our sense that pain is, is kind of a meaningless thing or a thing to be avoided really puts us in, uh, in awkward positions when it comes to the plans of God because God walks so many people through valleys toward purpose, and we want the purpose without the valley. Yeah, and we live in this culture that, that says that if, if you're in pain, something's wrong. Something's You've done wrong. something You've wrong. Done. That's exactly right. Yeah, That's exactly we should be right. in total comfort, and, and that's, that's a dangerous spot to be in. It's a really dangerous spot to be. And I think we, we presume that into the, to the Bible, meaning, you know, so, and I, I tried to say it nicely. You know, we look at Exodus and we say something must have, something went wrong. Like right. they're in, they're right. in Exodus, they're, sla- they're in Egypt, they're slaves, someone went wrong, someone screwed up. No. Yeah, it was part of God's plan. That was part of God's plan. What you're saying? Yeah. What yeah. does that mean? No idea. Well, you took us back to Genesis 46, <laughs> where, where God says, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. He didn't give all the details. He sure did. Well, he didn't need to. Yeah. He's well, God. <laughs> yeah, I sure would have liked him to if I were Jacob. Yeah. But I think that's the point. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Had he known the details, he probably he would have gone in the other direction. That's exactly right. That's yeah, exactly I would. Right. I all would right, have, son, yeah. you're going to suffer for the next couple of decades. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's legitimate still. Um, I, I do think they embrace as I'm trying to go through this, the embrace of these people's humanity, not to turn turn them into heroes. Yeah. And the level uh God's God's drawing people, God's showing himself faithful and trustworthy in promises and power right. to bring people to a place of confidence and surrender. And that yeah. is as legit today yeah. as it has ever been. And and those are the things we ought to be looking for That's rather right. than getting lost in the weeds. That's right. Yeah. Probably a good place to bring this conversation to a sure. conclusion for sure. today. But man, it's been so good. Yeah. And uh, loving this series. I'm anxious to see what you're going to do next yeah. week of the Passover. Yeah. And let me just say one more time to our listeners today. Please uh, subscribe to this podcast. And you can do so by doing that, finding this podcast anywhere you get your podcast, Google, Apple, Spotify, whatever. If you'd like to know how to link to those, then go to directly to visit graceway.org slash let's talk and you can connect to any of those sites and when you're there when you get on there to subscribe uh, we would greatly appreciate it if you'd let us know what you think leave a review and uh, that just helps us to know better how to serve you and how to reach a lot more people so again thanks for being with us today we'll see you again next week thanks for tuning into the graceway experience Hope we can talk again sometime.